0: Blog Talk Radio
1: Good morning everyone, welcome to the Women of Golf Show, I'm Ted Odarico and joining me is LPGA professional, Cindy Miller and Sarah, your host. We're broadcasting live every Tuesday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern here on the blogtalkradio.com network bringing you some of the best golfers teaching professionals and entrepreneurs helping to elevate women's golf we're so glad you decided to join us this morning so grab your coffee and let's get started All right, good morning and thank you everybody for joining me this morning here on the Women of Golf Show. Cindy Miller, of course is off the next couple of weeks uh, spinning some more plates as she always uh, likes to refer to it uh, with some other things uh, she's got scheduled. So uh, but she'll be bo- uh, joining me back here in a few weeks uh, to uh, co-host here on the Women of Golf Show, but very, very excited. Um, for those of you that tuned in last week, uh, again, our apologies. Uh, there was a little bit of a miscommunication, and unfortunately our guests uh, didn't get a proper notification to come on the show, uh, but they're willing to come on this week and, and very graciously clearing their schedules to do so, so we appreciate that very, very much. Just a couple of quick um, notes as well. Uh, I also had mentioned last week that uh, Mike Nichols, the Chief Business Officer, was going to be on this week. Uh, But we've moved him to next week. So he'll be joining me uh, at the top of the show next Tuesday here on the Women of Golf. Uh, Again, he very graciously adjusted his schedule so that we could get uh, the guests from last week on this week. So we appreciate it very much. uh, And thank you, Mike. Um, All right. So uh, as I mentioned, we've got two young ladies coming on. First up is uh, Julieta Granada. uh, And I'm going to tell you a little bit about her. And then I'm going to bring her on the show here. Uh, She's 32 and a native of Asuncion, Paraguay. Uh, She was the 2004 U.S. Girls Junior Championship winner and athlete of the year in her home country. Uh, She was also named the 2004 American Junior Golf Association Rolex Player of the Year. And she actually was uh, out on the LPGA Tour uh, back a number of years ago. She uh, earned her card in 2006 and a very interesting notable. uh, She set at that time an LPGA Tour record for the most money earned by a rookie uh, when she took home over $1.6 million dollars. Uh, in 2006, uh, which of course later was uh, uh, that record was broken by Lydia Ko in 2014, who earned just over two point uh, million dollars. So, um, obviously, uh, did very very well at the LPGA. At some point, obviously, had to go back to the Symetra Tour uh, this past season. Uh, she made 19 starts on the Symetra Tour in 2019, capturing 14 top 20s and a season best runner up uh, result at the Murphy USA El Dorado Shootout, which put her in the number six spot. Uh, for the volvec race for the card earning her lbj tour card back out again so uh let me welcome her to the show Julieta. welcome to uh, the women of golf show
0: good morning Ted. thanks for uh thanks for having me and uh sorry about uh, last week <laughs>
1: that's all right we're going to blame zach zach is the communications uh, officer for this metro tour so uh we'll we'll throw the blame on him it was his responsibility now we're just i'm just teasing um but thank you very much (laughs) i know it's uh, not always easy sometimes to to juggle schedules um and that we again i appreciate very much um you coming on this morning uh in, in lieu of last week all right so let me first and foremost uh let me talk about the 2019 season we're going to talk about uh, your time on the LPJ a little bit uh, in the past but uh, and then obviously gearing up for, for a new season there give us an overall assessment of your 2019 season back on the Symmetra tour talk a little bit about some of the ups and downs and some of the difficult times a little bit and what areas if any did you struggle with a little bit of your game and what areas really helped uh, pull through
2: Yeah, uh,
0: 2019, uh, you know, in terms of uh, golf terms, it was, uh, you know, a great year for me. I um, You know, I had a a little bit of a rough 16 and 17. And, um, you know, 18, I I played pretty well. Um, I was reshuffled up on the LPGA, and I played mostly out there and um, just kept missing cuts by one or two shots. Uh, But I felt like my game was, you know, close to, you know, being, I guess, back in the day, back in the, in the day, Hooli's game. And um, mm-hmm. in 2019, I, I started the season um, thinking that uh, my plan was to um, obviously do money qualifiers on the LPGA and then reshuffled up. Um, but in the meantime, I played um, a couple Symmetra events um, and I, my game showed up with me. I finished uh, second my first week out, lost in the playoff. And, um, I finished second, my second week out, I lost by one and, um, I finished 11th, my third week and finished second. I lost another playoff my fourth week out. And, you know, by that time, the decision was made that I had, you know, that I was committed to staying and playing full-time on the Symmetra tour and, um, you know, earning my car back that way. Um, it wasn't an an easy decision. You know, I, I've been obviously on the LPGA for, for a long time and, uh, you know, right. it, it was humbling, and I, and I had to, you know, kind of humble myself and my game and go out there and, and you know, make birdies and um, just play some golf and, you know, build my confidence and keep believing in my game and um, keep improving my game. So, I mean, for me, like, personally, like, 19 was a really, really good year. I I made some huge progress in terms of ball striking and putting, um, and, you know, I had some good results to, to follow that up. Um, I really enjoyed my time on Symmetra. You know, I went out there with the mentality that, you know, I had to bring my game week in and week out and perform and, uh, you know, finish as many top 10s, top 20s as I could. And and I did that. So, you know, I'm I'm grateful for the opportunity to, you know, still have a tour to play in and, uh, you know, kind of earning my way back to the LPGA.
1: Was there – well done. Um, Was there a point – uh, we're going to get to the LPJ here in just a second. Um, but last season that you felt, okay, things are starting to to come back into line, uh, even though I know you didn't actually have an official win this past season, um, you came close, as you mentioned, a number of times, and you really played some solid golf. Was there a point you said, okay, now I'm ready?
0: I think I think um, especially the, the last um Five weeks out on Simetray, I, I think I had four top tens the last five weeks, and I was going through some things, uh, you know, personal, and um, mm-hmm. you know, just I was I was not like, I guess I was not in the best state of mind, and I still went out there, and you know, got some results and performed. My game was showing up each day, and I found that kind of like that mental, that mental clarity to just you know put put all the the stuff that was going on in my in my outside of golf life, you know, on a side and just go out to the golf course and perform. And I really haven't felt, hadn't felt like that in, in a really long time, probably since, you know, junior golf and maybe my rookie year on the LPGA, kind of that extra gear mentally. And, um, you know, right. so I had, I had a lot of fun the last five weeks. Cause I'm like, oh, I think I like, I know how to get that extra gear Mentally, when I'm locked in and I'm ready to perform, and um, you know I'm trusting my game and I'm I'm doing you know what I what I'm you know I'm I'm actually falling through on the plan that I have in mind, which is you know great. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I <laughs> right. I, I, I really I just just enjoyed um, just enjoyed being out there and enjoyed like performing and enjoy like just. You know, showing up to the golf course and saying, you know, it's just me. This is my game, and um, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out there and I'm, I'm gonna own it. I'm gonna do the best I can.
1: Yeah, and that's really all you can ask for. I want to just very quickly pick up on something that you mentioned uh, just a moment ago, uh, and then I promise we'll get on uh, about uh, your, your comeback to the LPGA. You know, you talked about that mentally. You know, these last several weeks uh, in, in the season, that mentally you weren't quite there. But your game was still, uh, you know, spot on. What do you do in a case like that when you go out there and just for whatever reason, and, and we don't need to get into it, but you know, something may be going on at home or something going on in your life that that sort of takes your mind out of the game. But yet you still got to get out there and get the job done. What do you do? How do you flick that switch to say, okay, you know what, I'm having a tough time right now personally, but I got to get out there and get the job done. What do you say to yourself?
0: Yeah, I mean, to be honest, it was a. Uh you know, it was kind of like a figure it out as you go moment. Um, uh, you know, I, 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 it, it's, it's a situation where you're like, I, I'm hoping I'm strong enough to handle all of this, you know, at the same time. Uh, you know, the end of the season was coming up and I knew that I had to still, I still wasn't locked in. And, um, mm. you know, in terms of guaranteeing my card and, you know, I had this things to deal with when i was outside the golf course and um you know i it was just like figure it out as you go and see if i can actually show up and it was sort of like a i took it like a a challenge like a personal challenge um every time I, i showed up to the course i'm like this is this is this is what i do this is me you know and 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 all this other stuff can wait i'm here and i'm gonna and i'm gonna just be here for five hours and just gonna play my game and i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm going to play my game, but I'm going to play my game for me. I'm going to play my game because this is what I want to do. And this is what I like to do. And this is what I'm here to do, you know? And, um, Mm -hmm. but I, I don't know. It was just, it was just like I I kind of just learned a lot about myself as that went on. To be honest, I, you know, in the moment I was like, I'm not even, I'm not sure that I'm strong enough to handle all of this, but um, you know, I surprised myself and I showed myself that I was and I am and, I can handle that stuff, and um, I can still perform and be mentally locked in. And um, you know, I obviously listened to some good stuff mentally to help me get to that place. But um, you know, it was it was it was interesting. I kept just after each week, I just kept laughing. I'm like, I, I can't believe I have another <laughs> top ten. <10." laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know, sometimes things happen when you least expect it. You know, one of the things that we talked about. Um, with a number of the young ladies this past season, of course, as you are aware, we uh, interviewed uh, a lot of the, the winners from this season off the Symmetra Tour each week. And what was really interesting is there were quite a few of them. Um, some of them were multiple winners, so they've been down that road before. But there were quite a few of them that, you know, it was their first-time win. And what was the sort of the resounding um, tone, if you will, with all of them is that. You know, they obviously, and I'm sure you can relate to, had ups and downs throughout, you know, maybe the last season or last several years out on tour and really kind of got into a bit of a funk. And finally, they just said to themselves, you know what, I'm going to be out here for me. I just want to have fun. I want to enjoy the experience and not get so caught up in all of the, you know, the hoopla week in, week out and put undue pressure. And interestingly enough, within a week or so of sort of making that mental transition, they ended up getting their first tour win. So, you know there's a lot to what you said a moment ago about really fun doing this for yourself and not doing it for outside influences or what have you so that that's some very s- sound words that I hope our amateurs that are tuning into the show this morning take to heed because I think sometimes you know we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to perform to do things and we forget to have some fun along the way so some great uh, insight on your part all right so let's jump on to the yeah. LPJ tour um as I mentioned, you know, you earned your two card uh, tour card, excuse me, back in uh, 2006. Had a phenomenal rookie year, obviously earning over 1.6 million, as I mentioned. Uh, but somewhere along the way, you had to come back uh, to the Symetra Tour uh, to kind of regroup, if you will, here this past season. And now you're heading back out in 2020 uh, to the LPGA. What have you learned this season, particularly, that you think is going to help you this time out on tour?
0: Um. Well, uh, I think the 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 first thing that comes comes to my mind is obviously that you know, kind of that extra gear mentally that I was talking about. I want to make sure that you know I, I kind of um, what do you mean? Uh, like reach out to that uh, constantly when I'm back out there and remind myself that um, you know, it's a game. You gotta have fun, but also like when when we're out there, we're out there for a reason, and we're out there to trust our game and to do the best we can with our game. Um, You know, we're not out there to doubt and and put all this external pressure and you know, kind of make things a little bit more um you know, kind of funky. We're trying to we're trying to play the best <laughs> we can and um right and, and 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 the only way that we can do that is by actually being mentally locked in and kind of reaching that extra gear. You know, some some days you know we don't hit it the best and some days we don't putt the best and some days we just our body doesn't feel the best but if mentally we can figure out a way to um you know be be at the either ninety percent or a hundred percent every time we play, you know, we're gonna we're gonna have some, some good results. And um you know, I, I showed myself that my game is good enough that I that I can handle a lot of things, you know. Um, you know, it's not like I said, it's not easy going back to Symmetra and I don't know if a lot of players will be able to do what I just did, you know, after three years of not having a full card, um, you know, earning my way back out there. And, um, you know, I'm proud of that. And I should take that as a, you know, as a, as a positive and kind of like build that up um, on myself and, and keep, you know, believing in my game and in my mental strength and in, in what I'm doing, you know, in, in, in the people that are around me, my mom is my caddy, like my coaches, the people that support me, like, I just have to keep on believing that and and showing up there um, on the LPGA with, you know, kind of that confidence, not, not wondering like, Hey, like, you know, can I do this again? Just showing up there, like, Hey, like I'm ready for this.
1: Right. Right. Exactly. And, and I want to make a note too, you know, you started out on the LPGA back in, I mean, you turned professional obviously in 2005 Uh, you got your card um, the very next season uh, out uh, for 2006. So, Going back, you know, you're looking at um, several years ago. Do you think, given your age, there's a certain wisdom this time around that maybe you didn't have back then?
0: I think I think it's like, uh, you know, you make a lot of mistakes <laughs> and you learn from <laughs> it. Uh, hopefully, right. Hopefully, you know, you won't do it again. And if you do make the same mistake again, then you know how to kind of get out of it quick quickly. You know, this. this I mean, golf is a hard game, and uh, being a professional golfer is is not an easy life, and uh, it has no. ups and downs. So, hopefully, you know, we take notes on 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 the mistakes that we that we made and um and, and adjust quickly if we're gonna make them again. And um, it's just I think it's just like experience and and just you know making a lot of mistakes and learning from it. To be honest, um, you know, there's a lot of things that if I could go back to my career, to my younger self, to you know, in a, in a way, uh, be like, Hey, don't do this. Hey, do this, you know, but, uh, you know, it's easier now that I have all this perspective. Um, so hopefully that's what that's, what's going to, you know, help me become, you know, a better player here coming up.
1: Right. Um, and I concur 100%. If I could do the same, I'd be, I'd be beating Tiger Woods right now on the LPGA or on the uh, PGA <laughs> tour. So, um, but uh, obviously that's not going to happen. So let me ask you this, since you've already been out in the LPGA and and obviously I know, you know, there's changes sometimes with sponsors. So the tournament names sometimes get, uh, get up, up, uh, you know, sort of a facelift, if you will. Um, But you've been out in the LPGA tour and played in many tournaments. and that, is there any specific tournaments that you've got your sights set on for next season?
0: Um, I always, I, I, I actually love going down, um, down to Australia and playing, um, you know, the, sort of like the windy conditions with really tough courses, they it fits my game really well and I'm looking forward um to the British. Um in the US I guess my I, I love going to um the Kia Classic in Carlsbad. It's it's one of my favorite events. Um you know it's one of my favorite cities and um you know, starting the season in Boca. You know, that's exciting. It's mm-hmm. it's close. I live in Orlando so it's a it's a short drive for me and I have lots of friends in the area. So you know to be honest, I'm just excited to be out there. I have a new appreciation of the you know buffet breakfasts and buffet lunches and uh <laughs> you know uh, it, 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 you you miss all the stuff you know getting your tightless balls in your locker and not having to travel with them uh there's there's a lot of perks mm-hmm. of being out on the uh on the l p g a comparing to the Symmetra, that's for sure and uh, and I miss those perks
1: <laughs> right. Well, you know, and, and, and just to put things in perspective for people, you know, really the Symmetra is designed to to sort of build your chops, if you will, or to, to you know, earn your way um, to the big stage. Um, and, and, you know, if, if obviously if everything was made too easy along the way, then as you just pointed out, you wouldn't really learn from those experiences. So, you know, it, it is a grind. It's very tough. People don't appreciate uh, tour life, as you mentioned earlier. Um, it's difficult out there. It's not all glitz and glamour. I mean, obviously, you know, when you're winning and and you're playing really well, uh, you know, the spotlight uh, as it is for some of the young ladies out there kind of comes your way. Uh, but there's also a price, too. I mean, you know, when you're under the gun like that and you're not performing at your best, uh, sometimes the uh, uh, the golfing gods aren't always that kind to you. So, you know, you have to find yeah. a balance out there. Um, so let me ask you uh What's your off season? You're, I'm sure you're in an off season right now, and I'm sure you're going to be uh, spending some time practicing for next season. That, but what do you do in your downtime? And then tell me who your biggest fan is, who your biggest supporter is.
0: Yeah, so I actually changed a little bit my approach last year, and, and in my, I guess my off season work, I always, you know, kind of did, the, you know, hit the gym very hard, practiced as much as I could, and. You know not a lot of tournaments in the off season, obviously, but last year I decided just changing to sub. I was getting a little bored and uh, being at home all the time and you know going to the gym, going to practice. just felt like you know we're used to traveling most of the year, so it just felt like too much of a routine and um mm-hmm. so last year I started to play some egglands events like in in the off season, I played like six or seven. And, um, and then, you know, I would take a couple of days off after the event and then I would work with my coach to figure out, you know, what is it that I need to do for the following event. And just kind of taking a little bit more of a of a kind of like see what's kind of going on in my game, adjust it, go back out, perform again, adjust it again. And it was kind of like a, just analyzing my game in, in tournament mode all the time. And um, that really helped me like mentally just, it's easier to get into the, into the, you know, kind of like the mentality of like, we're just, we're playing golf, you know, instead of we're practicing golf mm-hmm. swing or we're, we're, you know, we're getting stronger in the gym. It's, it's, it's different. Like at the end of the day, you know, we, we do play golf for a living. Um, So being right. too much time on the range and working on their routine and stuff, kind of just, I was over it. Um, So I'm going to do <laughs> the same thing here. I got to ask you, tournaments coming up in November in um, LPGA International actually and um, maybe one in December and then you know in January I'm definitely going to play a lot more as many as I can and just kind of what I do is I analyze what happened, you know what can I improve and then kind of take that work on that for a few days and then kind of go back out and test it again and it's sort of like a it's like it's like a trial and error where he's like oh that did that did work or that didn't work and it just it just feels like i'm constantly improving and constantly sharpening my game um so i really liked it in terms of my uh my my biggest supporter is obviously my mom you know she's been my caddy mm-hmm. since i've been pro um and uh you know me and her have a great relationship she she helps me a lot, you know during you know those kind of funky times on the golf course where I'm kind of down or I'm not feeling myself or I have doubts. She always knows the right thing to say and uh you know she's a great caddy to win um we, we do a great job uh, I guess my best results have been in like really really windy tough conditions and uh you know she's she's been there since day one you know she's the reason why I play golf and um you know she's the reason why I'm here honestly and um it's just it's just great that I get to uh share that with her
1: I think that's fantastic and you know it's interesting there were a few uh that were on the show over the last year or so that um one of their parents uh more often than not it was their father but um there were a couple of young ladies on the Symmetra tour where their fathers uh you know carried the bag for them and uh yeah. you know it was interesting because that's you know that's a tough thing to do sometimes because you know obviously you want the support and and uh, and a relationship with your parent, but having them be there week in week out, you know, on the bag is not an easy juggling thing because it, you know now you're in control. You're the one that's out there. It's your, um, you know, it, it's your uh, livelihood, it's if you same. will. So sometimes you know yeah. that that parent has to take a, a step back and say, okay, it's not time to parent. It's time to you know, be, be a support system for, for the, for, uh, you know, the player it's, you know, it's not a a mother, daughter or mother, father or a daughter, father, excuse me, relationship. It's now a player and caddy relationship. So that's good that your mother knows that, but, but at the same time knows when to step in when she feels, um, you know, the timing's right. So that's, that's a great, uh, relationship and, and and kudos to you for, for recognizing, uh, uh, her in that role. Um,
0: yeah, what, uh,
1: what what goals for 2020 obviously you're looking for a win uh out on the LPJ but have you set yourself some specific goals for the season
0: um uh, it's 2020 is an olympic year so um i definitely want to go back to the olympics i want to i want to go back to tokyo um i had the blessing of being the flag bearer for my country in rio oh, wow. and um you know i and I and I and and it was it was just like such a big deal. But I, 16, 2016 was a really tough year for me. Like in my game, I wasn't, I didn't feel like my my game was in a good place. I kind of felt like I was searching. So in terms of like the golf experience, I just I just have this like taste in my mouth that I to perform better. Um. So obviously, I uh, it's a big year to uh, qualify for the Olympics again, and uh, yeah, I just. I just want to go out there and just play my game and, and get some good results. You know, I, I just want to go out there and, and really like, just show up with my game, you know, and, and see what I can do. If that means that I'm going to win, if that means I'm going to, you know, have a top tens, if that means I'm going to win a major, whatever that is, I just want to show up and, and actually like, give myself a chance to perform the best I can. I think I'm, 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 I'm more mature now. And I've been through, you know, ups and downs as, as, you can relate and um you know I'm just ready to just kind of enjoy the the tour and um just show up with my game and see what that means you know see see how good that is and um and and I'm I'm curious you know I'm going to I'm going to I I look forward to uh kind of seeing what that is kind of what that means kind of like with the same attitude when I showed up in 2016 when it's like hey this is my game this is what I got and what does that mean you don't know what does that give me um
2: mm-hmm. and i
0: just want to go out there and, and perform like that again like no expectation just just kind of really trusting what i'm doing and trusting my game and um and then kind of you know collecting the checks and figure out what that means at the end of the year
1: yeah i think that's some great uh great wisdom and and you're exactly right Julieta. i think that you know this experience being out on tour uh before and, and then humbling yourself, you know, having to go back to the Symmetra tour, I think gives you some great insight and it, and it helps to mature you along the way. And I think that's very, very important. Quick question. I uh, mentioned about the Olympics uh, carrying the flag. What what are you more, when are you more, more nervous, uh, playing in a round or carrying that flag?
0: You know, I, I thought that I wasn't going to be nervous at all carrying the flag. I'm like, what is like, it's not a big deal. Like I'm, I, it's not like I have to perform. Right. Um, Right. but the flag was really big, uh and that kind of freaked <laughs> me out a little bit. It was super tall I'm, I'm only five two, and the flag was the among us and then um and then once like you start walking out in this full stadium, you know we don't we don't have that kind of um that kind of feeling, you know of being in a stadium and right. all all eyes eye on you and and um, I was representing my whole country, and they picked me to represent, and it was just like all these emotions kind of just you know triple. And uh, so right. I, I would say that was, that was the most nerve wracking, definitely the first shot that I hit at the Olympics. I don't remember being that nervous in any round uh, that I played before. Um, so those two, those two experiences definitely top just, you know, any kind of like tournament round or even final round pairing, final group pairing. Um, I haven't felt as nervous as definitely carrying the flag in and the first shot at the Olympics.
1: Yeah, that, that's understandable. A lot of uh, young ladies say the same thing about playing on the Solheim Cup, uh, you know, as opposed to being out in individual tournaments because now they're part of a team uh, experience and they don't want to let their fellow teammates down. So they kind of have that, that similar experience uh, as opposed to playing just a regular tournament. Well, Juliet, I want to thank yeah. you very, very much for, for coming on this week. I've really enjoyed the conversation. You've given some great insight and some great tips. Uh, again for, for many of our amateurs that are listening to the show that I hope they'll take this uh, lead and whether they have aspirations of playing at your level or not um, I hope that they have some great takeaway from our discussion and good luck and I hope um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold you to it I hope next season if you get a win that you'll come back and share that win with
0: us on the show yeah absolutely yeah that would be great I'm looking forward to it thank you so much for uh, having me on the show I enjoyed my time on here as well
1: all right. Good luck, Julieta. All, all the best uh, in the off-season, and go knock them dead in 2020.
0: Thank you. Appreciate it. Have a good rest of the all show. Right.
1: All right. Bye-bye. All right. That was uh, Julieta uh, Granada uh, finished in the number six spot uh, on this uh Symmetra Tour season for the Volvic uh, race for the card, and uh, she's uh, going to do very, very well, I have no doubt, uh, we're going to take a, a quick little uh, break here, and then uh, I will bring out our next uh, guest, uh, Esther Lee. I'll tell you a little bit about her and bring her on and, and uh, talk about her journey as she prepares uh, for next season's uh, LPGA uh, Tour season. Um, as you've heard over the last uh, month or so on the show, uh, you know Cindy, of course, does a great job in helping guide many of our executives uh, out there. Uh, into the world of golf. So here's a great promotional spot. Take a listen.
0: Everyone knows business deals are made on the golf course. Knowing how to act is just as important as how you hit it. As an LPGA professional and corporate trainer, I offer workshops, seminars, and executive retreats to teach you how to do both. From the back nine to the boardroom, improve your team from the inside out, or golf 101 for executives might be the perfect fit for your team. Maybe it's time to make some deals on the course. For more information, go to CindyMillerInc.com.
1: All right, and that's from our very own Cindy Miller. Um, Go to CindyMillerInc.com after the show, and you can connect with Cindy Miller if you're interested. And also, you can also find out if you go to CindyMillerGolf.com, you'll find the link on there for her book, Golf 101 for Executives. Uh, If you'd like to get your hot little hands on a copy, go to CindyMillerGolf.com or reach out to Cindy at CindyMillerGolf.com and uh, request a copy of the book. Uh, Also, you can go to Amazon and just search under Golf 101 for Executives. Um, Cindy Miller, of course, the author. Uh, It's a great book. gives you all of uh, the interesting little nuggets, if you will, on how to play your best golf and how it will help you in your executive life. So uh, make sure you do that. All right. uh, As I mentioned, uh, we had two great ladies on the show. First uh, up was, of course, as you uh, heard, Julieta Granada. Uh, And the second guest, of course, uh, that was going to be on last week is Esther Lee. She's been on the show before. Let me tell you a little bit about her, and then I'll bring her on the show. Uh, Esther is a 25, and she's a native of Los Alamitos, California. Uh, She spent her freshman year of college uh, career at Duke University before transferring to the University of Colorado. And she was a two-time All-Pac-12 first-team selection uh this past season she had a total of twenty one starts on the Symmetra Tour in two thousand nineteen, capturing uh thirteen of fifteen uh, sorry, thirteen top fifteens and a career best runner up uh result at the Valley Forge Invitational to earn her the number nine spot in the Volvic race for the cards. So please welcome back uh our very special guest, Esther Lee. Good morning, Esther. Welcome to the show. How good are you morning.
2: doing? Are you I'm good. Thank you for I- having me. I'm doing me very
1: well. Uh, Well, I'm very happy just to let you know. Uh, I I didn't mention it again, but I mentioned at the top of the show uh, Cindy's actually off for a couple of weeks, so you're just here with with me, Ted. But uh, I hope uh, I will uh, do my best to uh, make it an interesting uh, segment for you. All right. First off and foremost, as I mentioned to Julieta, congratulations on uh, getting your Volvic uh, Race for the Card uh, number nine spot. I know you worked very, very hard uh, this season to do that. And um, what I want to ask you now, as I did with her, as you look back over to, uh, 2019, give us an overall assessment of your season, how you feel it went, what areas do you think maybe needed some improvement that you're going to learn from as you move forward to next season in the, on the LPGA.
2: Um, Well, first of all, thank you. Um, I, I was actually talking about this with my parents um, when the season ended, and we all kind of just realized that it, I wasn't really hitting my stride playing-wise um, until about four or five tournaments in. I always think, even in 2019 and even in 2018, I started off kind of not with my best golf for the first maybe quarter of the season. Um Right. And that's definitely an area that I'm looking to improve. Um, I mean, as a rookie, I think everyone just wants to come out really hot out of the gate. But I think that's an area where I'm really going to focus is making sure that when I start the season, I'm going to start off stronger than I did the last two years. Um, But really, after I kind of found my groove, I was Playing pretty consistent, solid golf for the whole for the rest of the year. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with my putting um, and just hitting greens. Just being able to hit greens, I think I hit a little bit more greens than I did last year, which gave me a lot more opportunities to make birdies. Um, and I, I just look back at the season now. And I'm, I mean, I'm proud of myself for what I've accomplished. But I definitely see areas where I need to work on. Um, I think.
1: Well, and I, you're exactly right. And and you know, just let me jump in here, just real quick. You know, I think that really for somebody in your position, and and Julieta and and many of the other young ladies out on tour. You're kind of in a constant assessment mode, I think, throughout your game. You're, you're assessing every round, you know, you're assessing almost every shot. And then, of course, as you just pointed out, at the end of the season, you're kind of looking back over the season. What did I do well? What didn't I do so well? Where where does where the improvement need uh, to be made? And sometimes do you think that that can overwhelm you to the point where you're kind of taking away from just going out there and enjoying the moment because you're constantly thinking about what do I need to do differently um, you know, I, I'm I'm in the number five spot right now in the tournament, and, you know, I, what do I need to do to try to get to that number one spot? Do you think sometimes you can kind of paralyze yourself with a little bit too much assessment?
2: I mean, Definitely. I do think that. I mean, we all play golf because we love it, but at the same time, it is our job. We're out there trying to do our best and to beat everyone because at the end of the week, it's it's what we love that's also a job and with the job there's a paycheck involved and I mean, mm-hmm. I think a lot of girls worry about that especially on this much tour um, where the purses aren't as high is that some girls for some girls it's I have to play well this week or I might not be able to play the next in two weeks or three weeks. right but it's just the money's not there so that so yeah I mean a lot of girls and myself included will analyze what can I do better? What can I do to put myself in a better position? And I mean, I think I handled that kind of pressure better than I did last year. I definitely learned a lot in how and what kind of player I am and what kind of person I am and how much I can take on mentally and physically. Um, but it does. It sometimes overshadows the fun aspect of what we do. But I think that just kind of comes with the territory. Um, and sometimes it's yeah. it is hard. It is hard to get yeah, it out of your head.
1: Yeah, it, and that's where the mental side, you know, this is what we, we talked about so many times on the show here, Esther, is that you know the mental side of the game far outweighs the physical. I mean, you girls are all phenomenal uh, hitters of the ball. You can putt well, and obviously, some weeks you know that maybe uh, falls a little short of what you'd like it to be. But you know, you're not you're not there because you can't hit the golf ball or you can't make putts. You're there because you have the physical skill. Where it now becomes crucial as a player is how do you handle yourself? How do you handle your emotions? How do you handle uh, the ups and downs? Um, you know, you guys had some long stretches uh, this season, particularly out in the Symmetra. I think you had it one time, six, seven, maybe eight tournaments in a row. Um, that takes a lot out of you uh, mentally, and not to mention physically, but mentally for sure. How did you handle moments like that during those long stretches when it's, oh, I'm in, you know, this is tournament number five in a row, and, I'm tired and, you know, I'm maybe not getting as much sleep because I'm worried about my position or what have you, or I'm trying to, you know, get my card for next year. When those thoughts start creeping into your mind, what do you do to sort of silence them? and Or do you take it and use it to your advantage?
2: For me personally, I... There at the beginning, I would do this thing where I would get when I would get overwhelmed with how tired I was um, I don't think I ever hit a point of where my body was so physically tired but my mind mentally I was just Mm -hmm. just done Um, when I would hit that point I would just kind of take a day usually maybe at the beginning of the week where I would just put my phone on do not disturb and just pick up a really good book or, you know, binge watch TV, just something to take my mind off of golf and just relax. Um, And also not try to do so much just to kind of recover physically as well. But, I mean, I would just, I would have to take a me day every once in a while. Um, Just tell myself, like, you don't, have to go to the course today You can just relax You can think about other things You can talk to your parents um, And then, and then I, would us- I would usually feel better After a day like that um, But later on Towards the middle End of the season I actually found myself Kind of Confronting My doubts more if I, if I was worried about where I was standing that week or on the money list, I would just tell myself, you know, like, you've had a great season this far, like, to, to this point. And you did that because of your game and your skill. And there's no reason why you can't keep doing it. And so I would just kind of give myself these pep talks and I would kind of embrace the worry and the doubt and I think it's made me play almost better under pressure a little bit. So I kinda of just faced it head on and internalized it and said told myself, like, hey, you can do this. Like it's not it's not something you haven't done before and it's not the last time you're gonna be in this type of position and you just have to trust yourself.
1: Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. Um, very, very smart words of wisdom. Um, so let me ask you, you know, kind of staying on this theme with, with you know, having long stretches of, of tournament play like that. Obviously, you're going to uh, have that again uh, this season when you go to the LPGA. Does that help your stamina, having – you know, back-to-back tournaments because obviously, I know you can you can pick and choose what tournaments you're going to play in uh, a little bit more, and, and obviously, you're not going to be able to play every single tournament because you've got to have some downtime. But is that going to help your stamina from the physical standpoint? Um, based on what you just you know uh, said a moment ago, do you feel better prepared for 2020 based on the knowledge that you've gained over the last couple of years?
2: I do. I mean. Physically, that's not the part that I'm worried about. Um, a lot of people, I don't think, realize most Sumatra tour events are only three days, and all, but I think one, on LPGA are four days. Um, and that just one extra day of golf, of, of tournament golf. Physically, it it is a little bit more draining, but mentally, it's a lot one more day of that is a lot every week. Um, So right now we have a plan for off-season to, I mean, physically get more in shape. So I have the stamina and the strength to play all four rounds every week. But Mm -hmm. also, like, trying to build up a little bit on – the mental side of things to make sure I'm not burning myself out halfway through the season. But yeah, and... I think with... Go oh, ahead. I was just gonna say that I think with this last year and the year before playing on so much tour I've come a very long way in both areas than before. And I, I feel prepared but I also know that, the LPG, it's like, it's a whole other level. Um, And I, and at the moment, I feel prepared. I feel like I can do this. And once I get up there, I'm sure there's going to be nerves, and I'll get nervous, and I'll have these little thoughts of, oh, wow, I'm, like, really here. But, I mean, I'm hoping when it comes to go time, I can just push that all aside and just play the game that I love and that i and this position that i worked towards for most of my life.
1: Yeah. And it's, you know, as as I was talking with Ulietta a a few moments ago, you know, she said, you know, the very same thing, you know, that, that, you know, she's going out there obviously with an optimistic view. Um, In her case, she'd actually been there before several years ago. So she's got a, a little bit, of inside knowledge, if you will, of what it's like to be out on the LPJ tour and um you know, some of the, the ups and downs and, and obviously some of the, the benefits in that. But, you know, she also talked about, and I want to ask you this as well, you know, you mentioned a little bit some of the things that you're gonna do as far as working in preparation for next season in your off season. But are you gonna take some time off just for you? Take you know, instead of just one day here and there. Are you going to take some time off and just say, you know what, forget the golf. Uh, I'm going to get together with my friends, my family. I'm going to have some fun, some me time just to really enjoy and kind of recharge your batteries a little bit. Are you going to do that? And if so, what, what are some things have you got uh, you know, lined up?
2: I think definitely the past couple of weeks since I've gotten back from Florida, I haven't – I mean, I've definitely – I've gone and played golf. Nine holes here, eighteen holes there, but I haven't really practiced. Um, so it's always me just showing up at the course and hitting a couple of balls and then heading out on the heading out to the course. So instead, instead of just being on the putting green or chipping green, um, and I and maybe I'm playing like once or twice a week, um, but definitely. I enjoy, I look forward to spending time and enjoying off-season with family and friends, and I think during this Christmas season, we're having a family get together, um, a pretty big one. Um, My immediate family and all my extended family are so excited um, for what's to come next year, so they all want to kind of get together and and have a gathering, and just kind of celebrate everything that's happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and my friends I mean it's def- it was so nice to see them once I got back because it's hard during the season to see everyone consistently because sometimes you just never know when you're gonna be home or if you're even gonna have the time if you're home. And it's nice to just fall back into easy conversations and fun times with them. So I've been trying to spend as much time with them as I can and as and as, as they can because they're all in their mid-20s and have real adult responsibilities as well. So.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, it's. I think a lot of people misunderstand, you know, and and again, as I was mentioning earlier on the show, you know, they they see, you know, players like yourself and Julieta and many of the others out there and they see it as a life of glamour and it's exciting. Wow, you get to play in all these, you know, great golf tournaments, and you're traveling and you're doing all this kind of stuff, but they don't realize really um, a couple of things. First off, it's a lot of hard work, as you can attest to. Uh, the traveling kind of gets old after a while, especially you know, when you're driving across the country, uh, going to different uh, tournament sites. Uh, And then also, uh, it can be a little bit lonely, uh, even though you make friends out on tour and and you have some comrades, if you will, that you can uh, share the experiences, but sometimes you long for, you know, as you mentioned, just some some regular adult conversation outside of the golf course. Um, So I think a lot of people don't really understand that it's not all, um, you know, uh, upbeat and and positive that it can be a real grind out there for for you guys and um, so I think uh, you you have a whole new respect when you come home and you're able to just sort of let your hair down sort of speak and just relax and and uh, and be with friends Um, and sometimes just be quiet not even have to get into a lot of conversation but just sort of listen to everybody else's life what's going on with their lives would that would that be pretty accurate
2: yeah you know that's so funny. you brought that up. I was having this exact conversation with one of my friends who um he's a big he's a huge golf fan um and he was just going on about like your life is so great, like you get to do what you love um and of course i'm I'm extremely grateful for having golf and right. being able to play golf for a living, but you're right, like people unless they play. professional sports they are competitively in college or even just at the highest level it's just so hard for them to understand that this is hard like it's not like it is in the movies like we don't it's not it's not even anywhere close to being like that um
1: right
2: i mean They don't realize. I mean, I think they understand how much work goes into it. They get that, but they just, without experiencing it, they just, it's hard for them to grasp what that work actually, how much it amounts to. I mean, throughout high school, I remember having to, my friends would invite me out, and I would have to say no because I have to go practice or I have to go play a tournament. Um, and then eventually they just stop asking because it's always the same answer. It's, I can't, I'm sorry, I can't, you know? Right. And I think as a teenager, I really struggled with that a lot. Like, why, why can't I, you know? But I mean, it's all for a greater purpose. Um, mm-hmm. I think any, any, teenager that is really serious about playing golf or any sport competitively into college and after professionally, I want them to understand that there will be things you have to sacrifice and there will be moments where you feel cut off from your friends because they're living a different life. Mm -hmm. Um, But if it works out, it's 200% worth it in the end, and that's, I mean, that's how I feel, because once you've kind of established yourself, like, all those relationships with your friends and family, like, that'll keep going, and now you're more in a position where you can control your schedule and how much you practice, because you've got there, you're not working towards there; you're there, so it makes your life a little bit easier if you kind of stick it out. Yeah,
1: I, I would agree. Um, again, 100%. And, and just to, to sort of, you know, add something to what you said a moment ago, I really don't think that a lot of people understand as much as we would like them to. I don't think they they appreciate. You know, just to give you an example, and not to throw myself here, but you know, even doing the shows that that I do, I do this show Tuesday mornings with you know Cindy and I normally. Um, as I mentioned, she's off this week, but. Um, And I also do a Thursday evening show as well. On top of that, I teach golf. And, you know, to try and juggle your time to do all of these things, um, you know, people ask me all the time. They don't realize what goes into putting these shows together. I mean, you know, having you come on here, well, it's just easy. You know, you get a guest coming on. Well, no, you have to prepare. You have to have questions lined up. You have to get a little background on the player and, and, uh, you know, and other things, and you have to coordinate the times and make sure everything falls in line. And then you have to go out and give, you know, a, a half a dozen or a dozen lessons, you know, each day, depending on what the schedule is. And by the end of the day, um, you're now getting ready for the next show. So, um, you know, it's not exactly the same as what you're doing, but, you know, I enjoy, I have passion about what I do. And you're right, sometimes you have to make sacrifices. Sometimes family or friends will say, hey, come on, let's go and do this. Well, I can't. I got to get ready for Thursday next show. And uh, or I've I've got to get lesson uh, you know my lesson plans ready for for the morning, you know so sometimes they don't appreciate or realize um, that if you want to do well at something, um, you've got to be willing to put some commitment in. And yeah, you have to find balance. Don't get me wrong, I don't just shut the world off, but you have to find balance. Uh, but you also have to be willing to, to put that hard work in because otherwise you won't succeed at anything. And it just becomes um, to the point where you'll actually resent it because you're not doing that preparation. So. Um, hats off to you for doing that. So let's talk about um, 2020. Uh, obviously, you're looking forward to getting out there and competing. What are some of your goals that you've set for next season out on tour, and what about off the course?
2: Um, I mean, I see a lot of rookies, or I've seen a lot of rookies I and mean, get out their first year on tour. Um, some go the way I did or some just make it straight to tour. Um, but I did notice that a lot of rookies I don't think play to their full potential this very first year, and I think that might be a little to do with nerves and being in an unfamiliar environment. Um, so that is one thing I really wish I would – I want to overcome is I I want to be able to play my best golf. Um, and I think the first I keep telling myself the first year, just retain your card, and then after that, it's going to get not easier, but it's gonna you're gonna feel more free, you know because I see a lot of girls, rookies go out, and everyone has high hopes for them, and then they kind of they kind of lose their card and being out there and then losing your card that can, it it makes a big impact mentally. Um, So that's kind of something I want to avoid. Um, But my goal is to just, if I could just have the same exact season this year on the LPGA next year, I think I would feel pretty accomplished just being able to play consistent, solid golf, um, So, I I mean, of course, every player that makes it out to the LPG for the first time, is like, I want to win, I want to win this tournament or that tournament, but if we look at it realistically, I know, like, I understand that it is, it is super competitive, and it's those girls out on tour are so good, and if the opportunity of where I'm in the lead or I'm chasing the lead, yes. I'm gonna be excited, and I'm taking it, but I'm not. I'm not really going out there with the you need to or you have to win every week, but it's more like a just don't make mistakes on the golf course, and you'll be fine. Because the birdies will drop, mm-hmm. but a mistake out there—that's a bogey or a double, or God forbid, even worse. And that kind of <laughs> that kind of really right. kills your game. Yeah, that
1: yeah. kind. Of- yeah, that kinda of sucks. I mean let's let's just be blunt. It it sucks when that happens. You know, yeah. Esther, I I think that I can say this with, with confidence. I, I think you've got a good game plan, um and, and you're right. I mean obviously you, you, you're going out there with the intent that you want to win. I mean obviously you're not you're not gonna play in a tournament without hoping that, that the the birdies are gonna drop and, and you know, the stars are gonna align or what have you. But you're also going there and realisting and saying, I know I need to go out there and play my best golf, because I'm going to be competing um, with some players who've been out here for a number of years. They know the tournament's inside out. They know the golf courses inside out, Um, you know, maybe in many cases better than you do. Um, So it's a learning opportunity as well because now you're going to get an opportunity to watch and see some of the best players in women's golf um, compete week in, week out, and you're going to be right there alongside of them. So obviously that's something to – um, you know have some pride and share in that experience uh, but it's also a learning experience as a rookie out on the LPGA Tour to learn uh, from that and you've obviously had opportunities over the last couple of years on the Symetra and obviously your collegiate career to learn from your mistakes um, you know what more and often not what mistakes are going to happen Um, and you've learned from that. You learn to regroup and you learn to not just the physical side of the game, but the mental side of the game. What do I need to do in a situation like this? Oh yeah. I remember now back in that tournament, this is what happened. This is where I need to keep my focus. So, you know, there's a lot of experience now over these last couple of years that you're able to draw from. Uh, and obviously you have a good sport group around you with your, your family and friends and, and obviously coaches and things like that. Um, to take with you. So you're really going as a team. You're not really going as an individual. The one thing I would say to you, and I think you already know this, and I think we mentioned this to you uh, when you were on the show uh, the last time, is I think that you have to go out and just have fun and don't put undue pressure on yourself. And, and I gave the same advice to um, Julieta that was on before you. I think that, you know, obviously you have certain expectations going out there. You, you want to win, as I mentioned, and you want to play your best golf. But don't forget to have fun along the way, because I think if you're not having fun, then it, it, it no longer becomes a passion. Then it becomes, uh, uh, and, and yes, I know it's a job, but then it just becomes a very routine, mundane, kind of boring thing. Go out and have some fun. Enjoy your experience. Uh, enjoy your rookie season on the on the LPGA next year. And I have no doubt, uh, win, lose, or draw, you're going
2: to have a successful season. Oh yeah, I I told my parents I'm gonna. I'm planning on having too much fun, but no, I'm definitely. (laughs) I'm looking forward to it. It's a it's a new chapter of my life. It's a new adventure, and I'm looking at it with big, bright, fresh eyes. So, hopefully, it's everything I've dreamed of. And even if it's not, it's still, it's still gonna be a great experience.
1: Well, you've worked very, very hard. Um, and you've done a great job uh, over the last uh, couple of seasons. Um, we're very grateful to have you on the show at uh, the times that you've been here, and I'm going to offer the same to you, and I want you to make me this promise. Even if you don't win next year, but if you win next year particularly, I want you to come back and share that experience with us here uh, on the Women of Golf Show. I hope you'll take that opportunity.
2: Oh, yes, most definitely.
1: All right. Well, Esther... Uh, again, congratulations on uh, earning your card out to the LPJ. I want to wish you uh, all the success, and I want you to go out and have a great experience, uh, have fun, and just enjoy it. And uh, just uh, keep getting those birdies to drop. and And I have no uh, no hesitation in saying you'll you'll win.
2: Thank you so much. I appreciate your time today, and for allowing me to come out. On this
1: show. Well, I appreciate it as well. Yeah, and you you go and have uh, get a good book, take some time on this off season. Obviously, I know you've got to prepare for next season. Uh, that is going to be in in the forefront too. But uh, don't forget to take some time and just have some fun in your off season. Enjoy it. Re re you know, uh, kindle those friendships. And and obviously, you've got some exciting times coming up here uh, during the holidays to spend with family. So enjoy those moments as well but just go out and, and like I said, have fun, and I guarantee it, uh, success will follow you very quickly.
2: I will. Thank you.
1: All right. Thank you very much, Esther. God bless, and have a great week, and uh, we look forward to watching your career with great anticipation.
2: Thank you for having me this morning.
1: All right. All right. Bye-bye. All right. That was Esther Lee, um, formerly a Tour player, now an LPGA player. Uh, she is uh, going out there and going to give it her best. And we want to wish uh, all of the graduates uh, this season uh, from the Smetra Tour who earned their card and that are heading out uh, to bigger and better things next year in the 2020 LPGA season. So good luck to Julieta and, and Esther, particularly. Thank you, ladies, for joining us, uh, joining me rather, this morning uh, here on the Women of Golf Show. Don't forget, next uh, week I will be joined by Mike Nichols, the Chief Business Officer of the Smetra Tour. Uh, He's going to come here and help wrap up the 2019 season out of the semester, give us some updates on things to come and a whole bunch of other things. I hope you'll uh, come back and join me next week. On that note, thank you on behalf of uh, my co-host, Sydney Miller, and uh, myself. I'm Ted Odarico. Thank you for listening to the Women of Golf Show. God bless everybody and have a great week. Thanks for listening this morning to the Women of Golf Show. Tune in live each week by visiting blogtalkradio.com forward slash womenofgolf or on any of these social media platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, CastBox, Talk Live, and, of course, Spotify. If you can't join us live, check out our on-demand section for previously aired broadcasts. To get updates for future shows and upcoming guests, you can follow us on Facebook at Women of Golf. You can also follow me on Twitter at Ted and Buck CEO and Cindy at Cindy Miller Golf. Please remember to join us next week on the Women of Golf Show. See you next time. This has been a production of the iGolf Sports Network.